What's up, podcast people? It's Pro Bench Woman. Welcome back to another episode of the Duelist Stiller Monologue. Today's episode is going to be the last month's meta and a boxed bench warmers. So, last month, the month of August, there wasn't much going on in PvP, at least from my perspective, not much really changed. Like, the most impactful thing that happened is that with the upcoming um, changes to Inishi being on the Forbidden Unlimited list and the change to Mass Tribute, a lot of people were rushing the King of Games with Subterrors and Six Samurai. Now, those decks are still thriving today. They didn't really change it too much. It just made them a little bit more fair according um, to uh, compete alongside the other decks that are in the meta. A lot of um, the meta hasn't really changed other than those two. Like PvP for me in 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 August was mostly like Ancient Gears, Neos decks, Desperado, Cyberdark. That was pretty much all I, I matched up against. Like maybe I seen the Neo Space Jading U Bell skill with Neos running like Neo Spatians and actually getting really big brave Neoses on the field, but that was weren't really too hard to beat. I mean, it was just regularly, it was like a regular season to me. Like, the only thing that really made it difficult was that they shortened it. It wasn't all the way till the end of the month. It was till the 26th because the 27th was the start of the next campaign. We got a new box that weekend, I think the 30th or something like that. The changes to PvP happened right there and they were preparing for what's going on right now, the KC Cup. So that was a little bit odd i was originally intending to try to climb with uh magnets i hit king games with christians last month i'm gonna try with magnets this month i'm currently a legend two i've been at legend three with them been you know wobbling back and forth between two and three it's pretty hard to actually close out games with magnets at times but i'm gonna stick to it i'm gonna try to see if i can stick to it um since there was not much that happened in august the new box coming for the the PvP um, the PvP season of September gave us a new change to the meta, and that is Dark Lords finally taking off. Now we've seen this before with Kawaki Mero, a deck that was pretty much just duds and bricks, and not many people were playing them. And if they were playing them, it was like a niche deck that wasn't wasn't even tiered. All the way to getting one consistency card, one card that allowed them to draw whatever the hell they needed, and all of a sudden they hit tier and top tier too. We seen it with Koaki Mero, and now we're seeing it with Dark Lords. Now Koaki Mero, of course, their gimmick made their search card really good because it prevented them from being destroyed. This works on um, banishment. Dark Lord banishment works for Dark Lord simply because of the Dark Lord effect, allowing you to send banishment back to the deck pay a thousand life points and then activate banishments effect again being able to get two searches almost every turn alongside the monster effect negation that they can send in the graveyard and the monster recursion that they can put in the graveyard this deck is just a lot of really beefy boys that has a lot have a lot of ways to disrupt the opponent we've seen this before with um six sand but it's just in a different way it's a different form of disruption they can search tez on your opponent's turn if banishments in the graveyard protecting them from destruction by battle or card effect they get really big especially with beatdown they can negate effects through the sanctified dark lord sorry about the sirens i can't control new york 
but yeah they have ways of interrupting the opponent getting really swole and with the changes in back row that people are playing not many people are really playing like things like wall of disruption or so on and so forth dark lords really don't have to worry too much about swinging into like back row it's not really like i don't feel like the only impactful back row there is is world legacy clash and I think that's it. Like, what other back rows played other than, you know, the commonly played Econ? There's not really much played in the meta at the moment that, like, you need to watch out for in the back row. Um, I'm trying to think of what else came out of that box. Valhalla Calling, not really much else. Cardians were um, in contention for being tiered, but they're not tiered because they're not really consistent. I believe they're not tiered. Like, I don't check Duel Links Meta's website all the time because I like playing and making my decisions on my own. And, you know, not to knock anybody who checks his website out. His website is perfectly fine-tuned so that if you need a source, like a, a starting point from somewhere, I always recommend go and check out Duel Links Meta. But... I personally just like going off my own intuition, but um, maybe I could talk about, I can't even really talk about the tournament scene because I don't get much time to watch the tournaments, and I don't want to just read off the deck list, the top deck list, because reading them without knowing the matchups and knowing how it played and how the people who hit the top four actually piloted the decks that they were playing, what good is that information? But I did check out one of the homie cups by my boy, um, hosted by my boy, your homie Doug on Twitter, uh, check him out on Twitter, check out his Twitch, uh, he streams usually on Mondays and Sundays are the homie cups, I don't remember the times, but those are the days to check out for, also he has a Discord, I don't have the link, but dude, dude is consistent with his tournaments, and I would love to share the love with him, so go ahead, check that boy out, the homie cup I did tune into, I did see Dark Lords like actually busting ass and they are really, really good in the tournament scene and competitively laddering. So if you did want to go into the, the Valhalla calling box, like I've said, it, the box is really good only if you wanted to go in there for uh, support that supports archetypes that you've had already. This is the box to go into for Dark Lords. I do, do I see like an impending nerf for them? I don't think so, and I don't really like thinking about, like, oh, deck is too good, it needs to nerf. I feel like the meta should, like, flatten out, like, how this, the ebbs and flows of the meta. I feel like people, I can leave it to the innovation of the people to stop, to, to curb the changes before hoping for a hit to the ban list for them to change, if you understand, if you catch my drift. So, currently, it's... KC Cup time. I never take these two um, seriously. I just go in it for the gems because I don't have the time to dedicate to it. But I do see a lot of Dark Lords there. I also see a lot of Ancient Gears and still some Six Samurai. Not as much as before. They've been playing the Aestheticism build, the ones that I've seen at least. They've been playing Aestheticism with uh, Gemba and uh, forget the first one. <laughs> Not Inishi, Kagam not Kagamusha, Kageki, there we go. Kageki and Gemba going into Shien. Shien is still a great synchro to go into. It's probably like the best synchro um, in all of the synchro era we've gotten so far. 
other than that, there's really not much going on right now. Like, there's a Pegasus event if you really want to extra tune cards, but if you're really trying to play tunes, I'm, I feel sorry for you, bro. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm a downer in this episode. It's just not much has been happening in Duel Links for me to, like, actually get hyped. I'm waiting for more news on Dark Side of Dimension World and so on and so forth so I can give you guys that. But for right now... Duel Links is the way Duel Links has always been for the past couple of months. Nothing is really, like, changed to the point that it's like, whoa, groundbreaking. <laughs> Maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm just down. Maybe, you know, I should, you know, test out the waters in the tournament. I don't know. But I want to get into the uh, box bench warmers part of this series because I've been doing all of my research I've been trying to make things work in my head, and this is a new take to box benchwarmers that I have not done at all. So, if you've played Yu-Gi-Oh for the entirety of Yu-Gi-Oh, or even just you know jump in at any point that you've ever jumped in, you know that there has never, ever been a good reptile archetype. Now, there are a couple um, types that you can look at and you can name like five archetypes off the top of the dome that are really good in that type, like warrior, um, spellcaster, fiend, fairy. They all have a lot of support. Dragon, dude, I don't even have to mention dragon, dragon. But when you go down the line, at the bottom of your list will probably be like pyro and right there at the end, reptile. Reptile gets no love whatsoever in Yu-Gi-Oh! And it's sad because there are some pretty cool reptile cards like Kagato Kage, Math Chameleon, um, a couple of other cool reptile cards. I think it's like Oshleon. I forget what the name is. But other than that, not really any good reptile monsters or at least a reptile archetype. In looking for a reptile archetype, I found like, what, two? <laughs> And that's aliens and worms. Those are the like eh, decent ones, at least in Duel Links is standard. Aliens seen meta play. Worms people tried out with evil, evil dragon Ananta uh, back in the past. Those decks were really slow, and those cards still exist. I mean, evil dragon Ananta is still a card that you can build a reptile deck around. I just don't think you'd want to do it in today's day and age. But I want to talk about reptilians. Reptilian is an archetype that came out, what, like, nine years ago in the TCG? They came out a couple boxes ago, like, a good, like, maybe, like, six or seven boxes ago in Duel Links. They suck. Oh, my God, they're so bad. But they have such a cool gimmick, man. They Their gimmick is um, turning your opponent's monster's attack to zero and finding ways to, you know, take advantage of that change in attack. And recently, both in the TCG and in Duel Links, in the most recent box, we got Reptilian Lamia. Now, Reptilian Lamia is a level 2 dark reptile tuner with the two really good effects for what it does for the archetype, but really shitty effects in the long run. So, the first effect allows it to special summon itself if you control a Reptilian monster by targeting one of your opponent's monsters, turning its attack to zero, and then when it's special summoned, you take damage equal to the difference of the attack values. So, you can special summon this thing by targeting your opponent's, like, blue eyes, 
turning it to zero, but now you have the option to synchro, but you take 3000 damage. Like that sucks to be completely honest, but it putting itself on the field is fantastic. As a tuner, that's exactly what we want in a tuner right now in the state of Duel Links. I've said it a couple of times, people don't wanna lose resources or commit to resources to only end on one monster that doesn't really benefit them at all. But this effect really benefits Reptilians because their only Synchro monster, Reptilian Hydra, pops, um, it, when it says, when Synchro summon, destroy monsters on your opponent's side of the field whose attack value is zero and then draw a card for each one of them. So this automatically pops one card on your opponent's side of the field. Um, its second effect says when used for a Synchro summon, um, you can target two monsters on the field, change their attacks to zero. Now you can't use both effects, which they would be fantastic if you could. You can't use both effects in the same turn. So if you normal summon Lamia, then you can target two of your opponent's monsters, change them to zero attack, and then Hydro will pop both of them and draw two cards. That would be pretty cool. Also, this change target um two monsters your like target two monsters on the field, change their attacks to zero, allows you to special summon Reptilian Vashti, uh, ultra rare we have in Duel Links that you know, needs two level zero, no, two monsters with zero attack. You can tribute them from anywhere on the field to special summon this. So it's kind of like a kaiju. And then you could pop a face up monster on the field alongside it, um, its summon. So that, that's pretty damn cool. In like, we have a pseudo kaiju. It's just been hard to actually meet its conditions. And now we have a card that can meet its conditions on its own in Reptilia and Lamia. You think that. This would put Reptilians at least on some people's minds, but these cards, this card has seen no play, Reptilians have seen no play, and it's because they don't take advantage of their own gimmick, at least in my own eyes, they don't take advantage of their own gimmick that well, their support is garbage to say the least. And it's sad because we have access to cards like Viper's Rebirth, which allows you to special summon a reptile monster from your graveyard, a non-tuner reptile monster from your graveyard, if your whole graveyard is reptiles, which you, you have a whole graveyard full of reptiles if you're playing Reptilians. And you, we also have access to Snake Rain, a card that you know people have been saying forever, like, it's a good card if it wasn't stuck with reptiles, it's so fucking garbage. You feel me? Discard a card, send four reptiles from your deck to the graveyard. That is a mass foolish burial, but it's for reptiles, the type that gets the least amount of support in Yu-Gi-Oh! So it's kind of like a double-edged sword right there in sucking. It's a great card, but it sucks hella ass, so why even play it? I wanted to make Reptilians great and make them work with all of the support that can work for the archetype. So in order to do that, I created cards that Reptilian should get. Now I did this because um, Reptilian Lamia came out of Rising Rampage, which literally came out like what, a couple of weeks ago in the TCG? It's super, super recent and it's seeing no play in the TCG, seeing no play in Duel Links. If you're gonna give an archetype legacy support like that, you might as well give them a lot more legacy support. Like, in my opinion, you might as well give them a lot more legacy support. So I wanna give them the legacy support that they need, they greatly need. So I have a couple of cards that I thought out, thinking about, you know, keeping in mind Snake Rain, keeping in mind Viper's Rebirth, a couple of other cards, generic cards like um, Allure of Darkness, since this archetype except for like one monster, um, Reptilian Gardener, everything else is dark, 
So you can play a lore of darkness in this. Um, just keeping in mind a lot of things and also keeping at its core the gimmick of reptilian monsters. Being able to turn your opponent's monster's attack to zero and taking advantage of that in some way, shape, or form. So the first monster I created for this archetype to come into Duel Links or to just work in the TCG is a card called um, Reptilian Basilisk, the level four dark um, reptile, zero attack, zero defense, with its effect that states, when this card is normal or special summon, draw one reptilian, um, uh, add one reptilian uh, monster from your deck to the hand. For the rest of this turn, you not take any damage. Um, oh yeah, you so you do not take any damage. Now I wanted to find a way to restrict this because this effect is pretty busted if it was generic. But then I thought about it, like it's for reptilians. Reptilians really need all the love that they can. I could have put it as one normal summon. I could have put it as only one special summon. I could have put it as um add one reptilian monster from the deck to the hand. For the rest of the turn, you can't special summon anything other than reptiles or. You know some crap to make it so garbage but why would i do that for an architect that is already hurting so badly and sees absolutely no play whatsoever this card allows you to search your reptilian lamia from your deck which you can then special summon targeting your opponent's monster changing it to zero and then when lamia hits the field because the other effect is a continuous effect you do not take the damage which means you can synchro summon and still take advantage of that zero attack monster you just gave your opponent i was thinking with this this can be now a you know break my board kind of deck like a going second otk kind of deck that's what i was thinking with this um where to go with this archetype and it may sound busted to think about it that way but come on this archetype sucks without some other type of like strategy that incorporates their gimmick into the game so this special summon effect works off viper's rebirth this special summon effect works off of well you know there's nothing already in the archetype that <laughs> special summons any monster any of your own monsters from the graveyard or whatnot but it's a really solid effect to get into the cards that you would need another card that um i added is another level four level four dark reptile zero attack zero defense because that seems to be like a lot of the really good reptilian monsters are zero attack zero defense or some variation of the sort um reptilian shed skin now with the name as the name implies it shed skin so its effect has to work with that thinking you know with the reptile whole type of archetype type of vibe its effect states when this card is sent to the graveyard target one reptile monster in your graveyard special summon it now i could have given this a hard one to return i could have made it just special summon reptilian monsters i could have made it only special summon reptilian monsters other than itself but no, the archetype needs love, man. But this card makes it so good alongside Snake Grain, meaning that you can discard this card to send two, two more copies from the deck to the graveyard and two other um, reptilian or reptile monsters to special summon them as this effect is not a hard one per turn. Or you can just send it from the deck to the graveyard and just, you know, do things like that. I, I believe it will work with the way that i worded it that you can link it off in the tcg and still get a special summon off the graveyard i'm not too sure how it would work with xyz because i haven't really had too much um 
time to work around with the exceeds to see that if it's detached off and exceeds, you can still do this. But I did make these two new support cards, level four, to make use of a level four, a rank four engine in the extra deck, as as well as um, something like uh, what's this card called? King of the Feral Imps, which is a level four uh, rank uh, rank four exceeds that lets you detach a material to draw a reptile monster from your deck to your hand. So keeping all of the reptile support that I can find in the TCG, I wanted it to work for this deck since reptiles suck so badly. So. We got one that special summons from the graveyard, one that goes on search. This means that Snake Rain and Viper's Rebirth are already fantastic for the archetype as Snake Rain itself is a one card, what, three monsters on the field already. And if you go Lamia's effect and then, you know, normal summon Viper, take your opponent's uh, zero attack monster, you start to pick at and break your opponent's board away. So this archetype already has a level six synchro the next card i wanted to give them was a level eight synchro so they can synchro climb into it because you know they can now special summon a little bit more and a little bit more frequently and the monster i want to give them is reptilian nagini keeping the reptile snake vibes going this card will be 2800 attack uh 2000 defense or maybe i was gonna make it zero defense but 2000 defense seems like it's beefy enough you had to work hard to get this out its effect is really good might as well do this i wanted to make it like this when this card is synchro summoned target one card one monster your opponent control change its attack to zero also it cannot change its battle position as long as one rep um as long as you control as long as you control a reptilian monster your opponent monsters with a zero attack value cannot be destroyed by battle. Now this makes it so that you can OTK because you could just slam all of your monsters into your opponent's zero attack monster. So you kind of want to build a, a board to go slam into taking advantage of the gimmick that the archetype already provides. Given that um, this effect sounds a bit busted, but it's already what Serpent Suppression allows you to do this as a trap card for the archetype. And its first effect is just a watered down Lamia effect, changing one of your opponent's monsters. No, actually it's Reptilian Gorgon's effect. Um, just changing one of your opponent's monsters to zero and then Serpent Suppression just builds into one. It works for the archetype, it's level eight, so you can a link climb with it. I mean, not link climb, you can synchro climb with it, but it's not too busted. I, I wanted to keep it like, you know, relatively not OP like but space enough that you can splash in other cards like it's a rank four engine if you could put this on the board and then put the two level fours on the field and then go into uh utopia or if you can go into a link monster that can you know but uh, go into like boros ward so somewhere down the line or so on and so forth this would be fucking great reptilians already have a card like reptilian uh, i forget what the name of the spell is Reptilian spawn, I believe it is, where you banish a reptilian monster from the graveyard, summon two tokens, reptilian tokens on the field. So you can already see where the link plays can go there. You can already see where the synchro plays go with every other card. You can see where the exceed plays go with shed skin and basilisk. Now I wanted to give them a link monster, at least something with arrows that work for the speed duel format that I see in the link frames um, uh, anime. Something that will work in the TCG that's strong, utilizes the gimmick, but also isn't too overpowered. So it's going to be a Link 3 
reptilian monster called reptilian or boros i'm still working on the name i'm trying to think of another snake thing i was gonna say reptilian cottonmouth but it kind of sounds like a little weird i'm thinking reptilian sidewinder something with snakes and it's a link three its materials are uh three or two or more monsters including one reptilian monster its effect states when your opponent's monster activates an effect negate the effect and if you do change that monster's attack value to zero reptilian monsters you control can de declare um, reptilian monster that this card points to can declare a second attack this alongside reptilian nagini means that you're hitting your opponent for 54 wait 28 28 56 hundred damage with just the link monster and the synchro monster anything additional to that is just straight up otk power i think that this would be fucking great to make reptilians actually some type of decent now i know i'm getting my hopes up like crazy konami is not giving us anything of the sort with this they're probably gonna go the pure danger route where it's just a whole bunch of spells and traps that are just straight up garbage <laughs> that don't really work for the archetype but who knows man they, like come on reptilians really need love reptiles themselves need love and why not give this archetype some really strong legacy support like they did in um fist of the gadgets with fire fist why not bring this deck to some sort of rogue contention in the tcg and in duel links i would love to actually get off snake rain and make a play in duel links that would be freaking cool that would be so cool to actually do of course we wouldn't have the link monster so we wouldn't have the effect negation also the double attack but utilizing that gimmick in Duel Links would be really fun to try out. But maybe that's just my opinion. I want to know what you guys think on the Reddit, on Twitter, anywhere you hear this podcast. Let me know. What do you guys think about the cards that I wanted to add to Reptilian? What do you think that you would want to add to Reptilians to make it some type of good? Please share with me your thoughts because we need to revive some type some archetypes that just cannot function at all even if they're in their full power whether it be in duelings or in the tcg and with konami giving out you know random tidbits of legacy support for archetypes that have been pretty trash in the past come on like the only thing you can do is just hope for the best while expecting the worst but I want to hear back from you guys. I got to get going. Get out of my head already.